So if somebody gives us two options of improving our looks, first option he tells, I will do very nice makeup of yours. I'll apply the best things, the natural ingredients and very amazing stuff and you look very bright. And another person gives option that I will do something that your skin automatically without any external application will become very good, very bright. Which option shall we prefer? Can you please write in the chat box? Kashion is showing second. <laughs> second, second one. Second one. Oh, everyone second. Nobody wants the first thing. Nikhil, Akash, Robin, Jyoti, Mahek, Sai. Okay, thank you so much. So this new thing I have learned. <laughs> so uh, they were telling how to engage people. I came across something you know, in uh, uh, a Zoom call, a Zoom webinar. So they tell, please engage people. You ask some questions and they will... Uh, First is very boring, yes, definitely. <laughs> and they will put some answers on the chat. And like this, various other means of engagement are there, which people have, they apply online and offline. <clears throat> and people give various seminars, how to have, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> now done, now let us hear this stuff. So various people give various methods and techniques to, uh, convince people, to influence people, to connect with people. So one devotee was giving an example that one of his friends, uh, he visited our temple and he was an atheist. And somehow Prabhu engaged him in distributing some books and passes for our sessions that we have, just like we are having this one. So he started distribute, distributing the passes. So this friend, uh, he wondered that why you are doing this service? You are atheist and you are distributing passes for a Bhagavad Gita session. So he's telling, no, I'm checking my marketing skills. Even though I don't believe in this, how well can I market this? I can sell it off to others. So marketing is very important if you want to succeed in life. Ultimately, we have to market ourselves. Whether you have to get a job, you have to apply in some college, especially in Western colleges or you have to get yourself married, you have to market yourself. So like this, people have figured out various techniques of influencing people, marketing, selling off things, connecting with people. And if we see Srila Prabhupada, when he went abroad, he also was on this very important mission. And uh, it was at this time that Prabhupada reached Boston. Prabhupada took almost a, almost a month, around 35 days. He traveled from India to Boston. And I think yesterday, uh, Prabhupada reached Boston in 1965, America. So people tell that you have to be very, very confident. You have to think that you are a billionaire. You think, you imagine. And there are many secrets and uh, many book on the prince secret principle that universe is your servitor. Your order is the command of the universe. It will fulfill. You just think, you just imagine it is going to happen. I'm already successful. I have thousands of followers. I'm already a billionaire and people do imagine like that. And people keep high aspirations. Think of 
100%, so at least you will hit on 98-99%. But Srila Prabhupada, you can please read, wonderful prayers are there, maybe we'll share in the Telegram group also. Markine Bhagavad Dharma, Preaching Krishna Consciousness in America. So how Prabhupada is very beautifully writing down the prayers. Srila Prabhupada is mentioning, I don't know Krishna, why you have brought me here? So people here are full of when Prabhupada, he visited the Boston, he got down at the port. And Prabhupada saw people are completely full of rajas and tamas here. So it is not possible for them to understand Krishna consciousness. So you told, how will I make them understand? People are completely in rajaguna and tamaguna here. Passion and ignorance is not possible to understand Krishna consciousness. So he told, I am like a puppet in your hand, Krishna. You make me dance the way you want. And then Prabhupada, after composing these wonderful prayers, at the end he writes, insignificant beggar. So this is the mood. People tell that you have to have very high self-esteem, think that you are very great, successful. When you are giving a public talk, the way to avoid stage fear is think people are fools. They do not know you have knowledge. Then you will not have any stage fright. But here Prabhupada is writing, insignificant beggar. This is the mood of devotee. And when Prabhupada went there, he had a visa permission for a month. And uh, Prabhupada was not having any money with him. 40 rupees, that to Indian currency. You cannot use it there. But he was having Srimad Bhagavatam books with him. He carried around 200 sets. This was Prabhupada's faith. My spiritual master has told me to print and publish and distribute books. So that is what I'm going to do. So he went to America practically penniless, only with some cartons of books, trunks of books, Bhagavatam sets. And how Prabhupada managed when Prabhupada got down at the Boston port, immediately Prabhupada sold one set to the captain and his wife. They took in good spirits. They were good people. This is how Prabhupada was personally selling books, distributing books, Bhagavatam. And he thought now uh, Prabhupada got a sponsorship for a month. And then Prabhupada told a month I've got sponsorship. Maybe one more month I can continue. And I think maximum I can survive here for two months. Beyond that, what will happen? So then he told, uh, they asked him, how long do you wish to stay? He told two months I will stay. And then after two months, Prabhupada was always asking, when is the next ship going back? Prabhupada was not very hopeful that how people will pick up Krishna consciousness. Even though the speaker is very, very potent, but the other person is dull. He has no inquisitiveness. He will not, he will not understand. So Prabhupada was always checking, when is the next ship going back? Next ship going back. And he kept on postponing one more month, two more months. And after one year, they told no more extension, no more visa. So Prabhupada was always thinking that it is my Guru Maharaj's order, so I have to fulfill it. Although Prabhupada got two heart attacks when he was traveling around Janmashtami day, but still Prabhupada uh, continued. So my spiritual master has told to come here and try to spread Krishna consciousness. So it is my duty to go and try to spread. People may pick up, people may not pick up. We are not concerned with people. But let me fulfill the order of my Guru Maharaj. This is the secret of spiritual advancement. So this Prabhupada was doing like this. And when Prabhupada was talking to people, he defied all the norm of all the principles 
that people follow for influencing the masses and this thing. Keep an eye contact, have gestures, use the stage. No use. Prabhupada would either stand at the mic or sit down. They tell you have eye contact, no eye contact. Prabhupada is practically sometimes his eyes are completely closed. He is meditating upon Krishna and he is giving lectures. And uh, they tell you polish your communication, polish your accent and so many other things. Prabhupada's accent was that of an old man that to Bengali laid an English accent. And sometimes people were not able to make out what he's speaking. So one devotee, many devotees were telling. And one devotee practically tells that in his university, there were flyers around that the founder of Hare Krishna movement is coming. By that time, Hare Krishna movement gains some momentum. So he told, okay, let me go in here. The founder is coming. These people are seen everywhere. All the airports, all the cities, all the malls, these Hare Krishna people are everywhere. Who is the founder? What is this thing happening across the world? So then he went. And then Prabhupada was speaking again very heavily, uh, this accent. He was not able to make out what Prabhupada spoke. But simply by hearing Prabhupada's transcendental Vani voice, he got convinced, whatever this man is telling, I need to follow him. I just want to follow this man. And then he became a full-time devotee in the movement. So this was Prabhupada's influence. So Prabhupada <clears throat> did not do any material calculations, we see. He was not very expectant, very confident. My Guru Maharaj has told you go. So it is my duty to go and see. Result is in Krishna's hands. If he wants to make it successful, it will be successful. So that is why the secret of success in spiritual life is not some material adjustment. Whole world is doing material adjustment. And the result of this material adjustment is more and more material complications. Hiranyakashipu did lot of material calculations. I should not be killed in daytime, nighttime, this thing, that thing. His small son Prahlad defied all the calculations. His father is the most powerful man of the universe. The demigods are scared of him. And he knows if I don't follow my father, anything can happen to me. But he was sticking to the devotional service of Krishna. He did not follow his father's advice. His death was sure, but he was saved and father got killed instead. So thus devotee does not rely upon his material calculation. He simply tries to follow the principle set, set down by God, by Krishna. And thus we see they always come out successful. So that is why some of you may wonder why we don't make it interactive, why we don't take questions in between. So that is why Prabhupada told the realization when we hear spiritual discourses, it happens by hearing them with rapt attention. That's it. Even though a person does not understand the language. But if the hearer is eager and the speaker is bona fide, if we hear with rapt attention, then spiritual realization happens. Now this rapt attention is not easy. Yet many people asked in the past also, Prabhupada, it is, Prabhu, it is difficult. My mind goes here and there while hearing lectures. So that is why we tell, please hear, let this bhajan that we play, Kirtan or do chanting, take bath in the evening, and then you hear the lecture, regulate your eating, sleeping, other things. So our attention will improve when we are very regulated in eating, sleeping, mating, defending in our lifestyle. With discipline comes attention, rapt attention. So that is why we don't take questions, comments in between, so that you can hear without any disturbance, with rapt attention. So thus Prabhupada told, any questions at the end, not in between like that. At the end, we can have discussion. So that is why we had something in the beginning, but uh, then now we will have at the end.
So all of you are telling that I want to go for the second option. So just like we discussed sometimes in the class and we discussed last time also four years a person is spending for cracking an examination or many, many years people spend in education. And so why do we criticize all these things? And what would a person do? What is wrong in that? The wrong is time is limited efforts. A person can put either for doing makeup or improving his natural beauty. One is artificial, temporary, another is eternal, everlasting. So Lord Krishna tells, now another, let us have another important interaction. So all those people who have come in touch during the COVID times, you have been hearing Bhagavad Gita. We have covered three chapters and before that nine chapter also we covered in that since four chapters. So if somebody asks you, you have been hearing Bhagavad Gita, what is the essence of Bhagavad Gita? Then what will you tell? Please write the essence of Bhagavad Gita. In one or two lines, that, that, that's it, not more than that. One or two lines, the essence of Bhagavad Gita. We are the soul, not the body, Aryan is telling. Surrender to Lord Krishna, do your duty without expecting any result. We are the part and parcel of Krishna, being conscious of Krishna, surrender to Krishna, manmana bhaumad bhakto, we are part and parcel of God, surrender to Lord, follow Krishna's instructions, always thinking of Krishna, whatever we do only for Krishna, very nice Shion. the way of living life, nice Puja Mataji, eternal servant of Krishna, very good Himanshu Prabhu, everything is God, basic of life, Always think about Krishna, become his devotee, worship him, offer obeisances, being selfless, knowledge, the way of living life, devotional service. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So when Srila Prabhupada asked this question, disciples gave almost all the similar answers. And everything is right, whatever you have given here. Most of you, I mean, whatever I could read here. Many, many comments have come. So Srila Prabhupada told them, the essence of Bhagavad Gita is that three words, we are eternal. Now this is most important thing which people do not understand. This is the essence of Bhagavad Gita, which Bhagavad Gita wants us to teach that we are eternal. We are not these bodies. We are completely different from body. Some people may understand it in theory, but there is no realization. When a realization is there, when the understanding with conviction is there, then a person becomes a Brahmana. Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Nashochati Nakangshati becomes Brahma Bhuta. Prasannatma and becomes completely happy. There is no lamentation in life and there is no hankering in life because he understands because I am not this body made up of matter. Nothing made up of matter is going to satisfy me. And he does not hanker after anything because he understands people are working very hard hankering for temporary things and all the effort that we put, if it is for temporary gain, what is the use? Because I'm eternal. In this human form of life, every moment is valuable. Now I can put efforts for temporary gain or eternal gains. So if we understand the essence of Bhagavad Gita, that we are eternal, we should try to utilize every moment for our eternal gain. 
that is why people want to have their own house rather than giving money on rent let me have my own house there is permanent asset temporary house anybody can throw me out any time so that is why every moment should be utilized for putting efforts in our eternal life we are eternal so we have to realize this essence of bhagavad gita yes so let us start with today's verses they are going to very much do with the topics which we have discussed and post that we will take up the questions so i hope all of you are able to see this text number 4 in the previous text krishna explained to arjuna evam parampara praptam imam rajarshayo vidhu i spoke this knowledge to sun god imam vivasvate yogam sun god spoke to manu manu spoke to uh, manu manu vivaswan spoke to manu his son manu spoke to ikshvaku evam parampara praptam in this way in this parampara this knowledge comes down the perfect knowledge of life knowledge of god knowledge of self you cannot do by research work because we are completely influenced by this bodily concept of life we are living in illusion that i am this body so to understand reality we cannot take help of this body we have to take knowledge from the creator himself thus the creator creates guru shishya parampara he gives knowledge to his disciple his disciple in this way the knowledge flows down in parampara we understood So Arjuna here is putting forth a very intelligent question. Arjuna is asking, Arjuna uvacha aparam bhavato janma param janma vivasvataha katham etad vijaniyam tvam adav proktvaniti. Arjuna said, the sun god Vivasvani is senior by birth to you. How am I to understand that in the beginning you instructed the signs to him? So this is very intelligent question. If I tell that I spoke this knowledge to Maharana Pratap, so somebody may ask, Prabhu Maharana Pratap he came how many hundreds of years ago, and how can you speak this knowledge to him? That is what Arjuna is asking. Sun God Vivaswan is senior by birth to you, and we are friends. So how am I to understand that in the beginning you instructed this science to him, who is much much more senior, millions of years senior to you? so how to understand this krishna is telling i told this knowledge to vivaswan how can you tell somebody he have appeared after him so let us see what lord krishna answers shri bhagavan uvacha bahuni me vyatitani janmani tava charjuna tanyaham ved sarvani natvam vetha parantapa the blessed lord said many many births both you and i have passed i can remember all of them but you cannot o subduer of the enemy so here lord krishna begins to reveal transcendental knowledge why bhagavad gita is so important so many books of knowledge are there because lord krishna tells here many many births both you and i have passed arjuna is also eternal lord krishna is also eternal but this knowledge is important because it is given by krishna himself whose nature although he is also eternal it is completely different from infinitesimal eternal souls who are prone to forgetfulness so krishna tells i can remember all of them but you cannot o subduer of the enemy 
so the spirit soul is eternal as we have seen in second chapter also vasansi jirnani yatha vihai just like we change clothes we keep on changing bodies and the law of this nature because we want to remain in illusion uh, i want to enjoy independent of god i want to become god in this world this is our desire so i cannot accept that somebody is eternally god so in order to facilitate this enjoyment god becoming tendency knowledge of god is not revealed to living entities and thus he thinks i am this body only so such a soul usually by laws of nature as soon as it takes another body he'll forget of all the happenings of previous body but krishna he remembers all the births because he is not changing the bodies so that krishna will reveal here now अजोपि सन अव्ययात्म भूतानाश्वरोपिशन प्रकृति स्वामिष्ठा संभवात्मयात्मयाटल बॉडी नेवर डिटीरेट्स एंड ऑल दो आई एम द लॉर्ड ऑफ ऑल सेंटियंट बींग्स आई स्टिल अपियर इन एवरी मिलेनियम इन माई ओरिजिनल ट्रांसेंडेंटल फॉर्म सो लॉर्ड कृष्ण इज एक्सप्लेनिंग हियर Although I am unborn, ajo api san avyayatma, and my transcendental body avyaya avyaya means without deterioration. Krishna's body never deteriorates. Bhuta nam Ishvara api san Ishvara means controller or master, Lord. Although I am the Lord of all sentient beings, I still appear in every millennium. Yuge yuge. I come here. in my original transcendental form so some people tell if you read that is why it is very important to receive bhagavad gita in parampara they tell not to krishna we have to surrender to the person who is living within krishna so these people do not understand even the basic concepts of bhagavad gita here krishna is telling although i am unborn and my transcendental body never deteriorates it is not that krishna leaves his body and then krishna is living within the body and then the body is dead and then krishna the soul moves to another body it is not like that krishna is telling my body never deteriorates because my body is completely spiritual for us there is a difference between body and us however for krishna the vedas mention देही देह विभेदोयम नेश्वरे विद्यते क्वचित देही एंड देहा आर टू टर्म्स इन संस्कृत देह मीन्स बॉडी वी ऑल नो दैट देही मीन्स द ड्वेलर ऑफ द बॉडी भेद मीन्स डिफरेंस देही देह विभेदो अयम ना ईश्वरे विद्यते विद्यते मीन्स एग्जिस्ट ईश्वरा मीन्स सुप्रीम लॉर्ड ना ईश्वरा सच अ डिफरेंस डज नॉट एग्जिस्ट इन द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड देर इज नो डिफरेंस बिटवीन द सोल ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड and the body of the supreme lord he is completely spirit inside and outside he need not pick up a material covering in order to come here that is done by living entities like us we take up different coverings we keep on forgetting the activities of previous covering as we take up new coverings so krishna he is telling i am unborn and my transcendental body never deteriorates thus although krishna uh, we see that he was child then he grew but once he became young he always remained young during the war of kurukshetra krishna had sons and grandsons also so his age was 125 uh, he lived for 125 years on this planet 
so although he was supposed to be very very old 125 years man but uh, krishna never became old his body never became old he always appeared like a young boy 20 to 25 years so thus we can understand krishna's body was transcendental always how much ever age is passing in the number of years the appearance of his body is unchanged always young navayavanamcha thus it is told in the glorification of krishna and krishna here is using very wonderful word krishna is telling ajo api san aja means unborn i am unborn but how do we understand because krishna took birth krishna is the son of devaki thus sometimes people ask that prabhu how you are telling krishna takes various avataras and uh, lord ramchandra all other they are expansions avataras of krishna krishna came later lord ramchandra came first and lord vishnu is always before that how you are telling me lord vishnu is expansion of krishna so how to understand this krishna took birth from devaki their father and mother we all know that in the prison house of kansa he took birth but krishna is telling here i am unborn i do not take birth so how to solve this contradiction complexity that lord krishna is going to answer यदा यदा ही धर्मस्या ग्लानेर भवति भारता अभ्युत्थानम् धर्मस्या तदात्मानम् सर्जाम्यहम् So Krishna is telling, यदा यदा ही धर्मस्या whenever and wherever there is a decline in religious practice, O descendant of Bharat, and a predominant rise of irreligion, at that time I descend myself. So what religion, which religion, Hindu religion, Muslim religion, Sikhism, Christianity, Buddhism, X, Y, Z? No. Religion means the rules and regulations which are meant to elevate a person to spiritual understanding. Sometimes people think this religion is all blind face, so many rules and regulations. But you have to understand which kind of people are implementing these rules and regulations in society, the seekers of truth. Why they will introduce something in blind faith? They are doing research after what is truth in life. So all these rules and regulations, the meaning we may understand, we may not understand. If we follow these very, very religiously, very strictly, then by following these practices, a person rises to the understanding that I am not this body, and then a person is not at all disturbed by the changes of the body. So when there is decline in religious practice, such rules and regulations by which our spiritual status can be revived, can be reclaimed, Krishna comes here to establish that. It is not that Krishna only takes birth in uh, the land of India, what we call it. Krishna takes birth on various planets, in various forms. Sometimes he may come directly, sometimes he can send his son, his close associates also to spread this knowledge. But the knowledge is distributed as per the time, place, circumstances, and capacity of the individuals. Like Lord Buddha is also incarnation of Krishna, but Buddha did not discuss Vedic philosophy because at that time people were wrongly interpreting the Vedas to kill the animals. No Vedas, it is recommended we should kill animals and do bali, and uh, mass slaughter was happening. So people wrongly understood the Vedas. So that is why Krishna had to come in the form of Lord Buddha, and he told people, "You reject the Vedas." because it was not possible for them to understand to understand vedas you need to have very very controlled mind and senses so because it was not possible for them to have it lord buddha told you reject it and we preach common sense philosophy at least become non violent in the beginning then you discuss the higher things so like this many many religions bona fide religions have been given by krishna 
or the associates of Krishna, but as per the time, place, circumstance, and capacity of the individuals. However, here Arjuna is a close associate of Krishna, friend of Krishna, and Lord Krishna also will declare Arjuna, "Jnanam teham savigyanam idam vakshyam yasheshataha." Now I am going to declare this knowledge in complete fullness. If you know this knowledge, nothing further remains to be known in future. So because Arjuna is very close associate of God himself and he's completely surrendered, please teach me what do you want to teach? What do I do in life? People are not surrendered. They are not in need of knowledge, but still God comes and tries to teach them. So he's not able to give complete knowledge as Lord Jesus Christ preaching bona fide love of God. He told there are many things I cannot tell you because you cannot bear them now. That he clearly told. But here Lord Krishna is telling, I am giving you complete knowledge now. Nothing further remains to be known. All the principles I have clearly explained here. So whenever and wherever people forget such religious practices which are meant to revive the eternal position of the living entity, Lord Krishna comes here. Sambhavami yoge yoge. Paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya dushkritam dharma sansthapanarthaya sambhavami yoge yoge. In order to deliver the pious and to annihilate the miscreants, as well as to re-establish the principles of religion, I advent myself millennium after millennium. So some people ask, in some religions they don't believe, God is so powerful, he has created innumerable universes. The Vedas describe this is not the only universe we are part of. There are innumerable universes. So a person who has created innumerable galaxies, universes, that person will come in a small speck, dust-like particle uh, of a planet. He will come to such a small uh, floating uh, ball when he is, he is the master of such a huge creation. So God should not come. He should not bother to come. So some religion, although they believe in God, personality of God, but they do not believe that God will incarnate. He will come here. So they tell he can send his messenger. Why God personally has to come here? So that is why Krishna tells here his prime reason of coming. Yes, when I come here, I establish the religious principles also. However, to establish religious principles, I need not personally come. I can send my messengers also. But the prime reason why Krishna comes is, so this question was asked by uh, Akbar to Birbal because uh, Akbar professed he was belonging to Islamic faith, although he was very open and he was a devotee, Jiva Goswami tells. And Akbar was very favorable for Vaishnavism and Akbar sponsored the first temples of Vrindavan. He built a library for Srila Jiva Goswami, you know, one of the six Goswamis, and he banned all kind of killing in Vrindavan. So the Goswamis told Akbar is a devotee. In his rule, all the Vaishnavas are living very, very peacefully. But because he had connection with the uh, Islamic faith, he asked Birbal that why God should come here? God is so great. Just like I am the king, I will not go here and there in some small place. So Birbal told, uh, my Lord, I will tell you one thing. I will tell you one day. Don't worry. And one day, Akbar and Birbal were taking a stroll across the uh, near the riverside and then on a boat some ladies were sitting and they were taking care of the prince 
and suddenly something happened some commotion happened and the prince fell down from their lap into the water and as soon as akbar saw that he immediately jumped in the water to save the prince because he is prince his son and akbar went there in great haste hurry and then finally he realized it was not the prince it was a doll so this plot was arranged by birbal so birbal told my lord you personally jumped into water what was the need for you to jump you could have sent anybody anybody could have sent to rescue there are so many best swimmers available why you personally jumped so akbar realized yes <laughs> because it was my son in danger so that is why krishna tells here mama evansho jeevaloke jeevabhuta sanatana we are all part and parcels of krishna and the devotees of krishna are very very dear to him those part and parcels the son who are very very eager to see god who have understood they are not the body and they are very eager to see god and serve god so just to fulfill their desires paritranaya sadhunam to deliver the pious people who want to go back to god to deliver those people to give a chance to them to engage in the loving service of god god comes here and when he comes here then he can kill some demons also just like i want to purchase something i enter supermarket some grocery store and when i go there i purchase some other things also although that was not the prime motto of going there similarly the prime motive why god comes here god need not come here understood for some management purpose but god is so kind and he is so loving when devotees are there who have no other ambition in life but they love god serving god is their only aim in life to please those devotees to reciprocate god comes here paritranaya sadhunam sadhu means a person is always engaged in service of krishna thus god reincarnates and then when he comes here there are some people who are creating disturbance for the devotees he kills those people also although he can create any uh, pandemic he can create some natural disaster he can create some bombs or like that he can annihilate many many planets he need not come personally but he has come here so by, side by side he kills the demons also as well as to reestablish the principles of religion i advent and then he reestablishes the principles also now anyway he has come so he speaks the knowledge also i advent myself millennium after millennium sambhavami yuge yuge every yuga he comes so he came in satyuga as lord kapila and uh, he came uh, and also as lord rishabdev in treta yuga he came as lord ramchandra in dwapar yuga he came in his original form in kali yuga he came in the form of chaitanya mahaprabhu so when god is going to come all his schedule a great personality follows some schedule when he is going to come so although he can break all the schedule but nevertheless uh, respecting the scriptures he follows the schedule whenever it is scheduled then only comes otherwise he is not tied by that bound by that any person who becomes very very eager to see god god comes personally to give his audience to him so this is the prime motto for which god descends here so these things up may appear to be very very confusing that is why this very important shloka is there now जन्म कर्म च मे दिव्यम एवं यो वेति तत्वतः 
that one german fellow he came to india and uh, he told simply by visiting the temples here i could understand who is god because all the other deities they are having some weapons in their hand they are fighting and uh, they are engaged in some kind of activity but here i see lord krishna is simply having flute in his hand and he is standing in a dancing posture so this is god god means because he is supremely powerful he need not need not be engaged in any kind of work he will simply enjoy everything is under his control he is very peacefully smiling playing flute so this is how he was able to understand krishna should be should be supreme lord so he told prabhu this is not logical and you give illogical few little logical things you speak and yes it may appear to be illogical and when i was reading prabhupad books and many devotees when they read so many examples we are not able to understand or we think example is less logical and sometimes when you read prabhupad books or some other books of the acharyas you may think this is not the actual meaning the meaning is being twisted but we have to understand and bhagavatam there is a specific verse it is mentioned those people who are not very advanced they will think the bona fide acharyas are giving some twisted meaning to the shlokas however this is not fact to give you a crude example the acharyas know in and out of the scriptures completely so that is why the acharyas give the actual meaning rather rather than the literal translation of the shloka the literal translation if you read you may not understand the intent or the purport of that shloka that is why shila prabhupada explains the purport behind every shloka just like if you go to a, a restaurant and somebody tells the waiters uh, comes to take order and he told thanda leke aao so thanda leke aao means what bring me cold isn't it so bring me cold does not make any sense so if a person who knows the intent of uh, the person what he is asking he will translate please bring me cold drink so literal translation is not important but the intent has to be given the purport is important so that is why because acharyas know everything sometimes they may explain which does not tally with the exact translation but that is the actual meaning this is the parampara meaning which is coming so thus we have to be very advanced in order to understand the logic which may appear to be illogical in the beginning so what is the logic behind this he told because krishna kills also various demons so that devotee did not see uh, krishna kills kali also krishna has killed so many demons krishna has done so many other activities so how we can tell krishna is god other devatas are also killing krishna is also killing yes so the understanding is krishna is not killing vasudev is killing vrindavanam parityajya padam ekam na gachanti krishna never takes one step out of vrindavan uh, so what is that krishna went to mathura we all know that krishna left vrindavan and akrura came krishna balram were taken to vrindavan and then he fought with chanur mushtikasur and many demons he killed kansa then he uh, met jarasandha killed him dwarka and all these past times happened krishna left vrindavan Shastras are telling Vrindavanam Parityajya Padam Ekam Na Krishna never leaves Vrindavan, but history tells so. Shastras are wrong. So that is why we discuss in the previous class this research work, this independent dependence upon the senses. What I am seeing is right, 
what i am able to understand that is right if i am not able to understand something that thing is wrong it will never let us advance in spiritual life so thus krishna tells and many things could be bewildering krishna is telling i don't take birth i am eternal but this is wrong thing krishna was boasting himself we saw that one hunter shot an arrow on the toe of krishna and krishna died by that so how do we understand krishna is eternal krishna is taking birth krishna is dying so that is why this very important verse is very very important verse the code of immortality we call it so krishna is telling janm karma chame divyam one who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not upon leaving the body take his birth again in this material world but attains my eternal abode o arjuna so that is why krishna is telling my janma my birth although i am unborn but the process which appears like a birth and karma my actions they are divyam divya means they do not follow the laws of nature they are transcendental transcend means to cross they cross the limit of all the material laws so all of us follow the laws of nature doctor can predict that this is how the baby is going to develop the embryo comes out and how the development happens but krishna's birth is not like that he doesn't follow the laws of nature it is divyam and evam yoveti tatvata being confused about krishna's activities is natural mistaking him for an ordinary mortal personality is natural because krishna is telling if somebody understands scientifically the nature of my appearance and activities upon leaving this body he does not take birth again in this material world so if a person understands this science so people think of if i understand biology i can reverse the aging process then i can become immortal they are thinking by biology will become immortal some people are thinking uh, of some other means of technology i will slow down time and i'll become immortal in this way various sciences people are studying to gain immortality however lord krishna tells you simply need to understand one science the science of myself science of krishna how does krishna take birth which are the laws and which are the laws which govern the activities of krishna what is the nature of his activities if you are able to understand that upon leaving this body we do not take birth again in this material world so that is why human life is meant only to understand krishna and all the knowledge which is there all the engineering all the sciences are mentioned in vedas also people were making weapons and uh, bombs and uh, palaces and temples and reservoirs all these things they were doing using the sciences medicine everything surgery shalya chikitsa everything was there but using the vedas so what is the purpose of all this knowledge so that is mentioned in the bhagavad gita vedaischa sarvair aham eva vedyo from all the vedas i am to be known so krishna is telling if somebody can understand me my nature then that is the success of all education system then such a person becomes eternal immortal so that is why we have to understand it is not that krishna he is fighting with the demons why supreme lord has to fight no whenever any demon comes krishna does not fight with that demon krishna expands himself into a form which is called vasudev the 400 form vishnu form of krishna it may appear in two hands also but vasudev form that vasudev form is engaged in fighting with the demons 
It is that Vasudev form which went out of Vrindavan. Krishna never left Vrindavan. Krishna simply became invisible in Vrindavan and became visible in a different form which is going towards Mathura. That is different Vasudev form. So this is the science which is mentioned in the Vedas about Krishna. So uh, uh, Krishna is a liar. Krishna told I will not go and then Krishna left Vrindavan. Krishna told I will come back but he simply kept on moving. He never came back. No, Krishna was always in Vrindavan. He stayed back. But he stayed back in invisible form. There are many, many living entities, even devatas, the denizens of higher planets, which can live in invisible form. The ghosts live in invisible form. So why not God can live in such an invisible form? So God, Krishna always stayed in invisible form in Vrindavan. So that these activities are difficult to understand. So we may think, oh, this is illogical. Krishna also kills. No, Krishna doesn't. Krishna never kills demons. Krishna comes here and the Vasudev form is expanded from Krishna and that form kills the demons. But Krishna's only work is to enjoy with his friends, with his devotees in Vrindavan, having a very, very peaceful life. And uh, how does Krishna take birth? Krishna took birth. How do we understand he's eternal? No. So this is also explained how Krishna took birth. There is no biological process that happens the way a couple conceive the child. This process did not happen among the parents of Krishna. So Krishna uh, was present in the heart of Vasudev. From heart of Vasudev, mind of Vasudev, he went to the mind of Devaki. Then he entered the womb of Devaki and immediately came out in the four-handed transcendental form. And then that four-handed form, uh, Devaki requested, uh, Krishna, please, in order to bewilder the atheists, you please take two-handed form. So as we discussed in the previous session, Krishna is very merciful. Somebody wants to become atheist, Krishna will facilitate him, give him the logic to remain atheist. And if somebody wants to become a devotee, then Krishna will give him knowledge how to become a devotee. So some people don't want, if anybody sees a person has appeared with four hands, he has to surrender. But then some people do not want to submit to God, they want to become God. That is a desire to become bigger than the biggest in this world. So thus, in order to help those people, Krishna took form of a small boy. And in similar fashion, when Krishna was about to leave this planet, he did a drama. Many, many people do drama, isn't it here? And uh, when we watch movies, we start crying. Why? Because the acting is so real. They act as if they are getting a heart attack. They are actually losing. There is some loss in their life. And uh, when people are watching movies, they start crying, seeing their acting. So when the actors can act in such a perfect way that they are dying and something is happening, why Krishna cannot do that? So that, thus Krishna feels death, but Krishna does not die. So when that hunter became very much worried, why I shot an arrow to a human being? I thought it is some animal. So he, and then he realized he is Krishna, he is God himself. He became very much worried. So then Krishna told, do not worry. This was my promise given to you in previous birth. Nobody can kill me. I am eternal. So you are my devotee. It was just a pastime. So in order to bewilder the atheists, Krishna left a body also. A snake can leave a skin behind. Krishna can leave entire body behind. See, my body is also there. Just like Vasudeva, one form is expanded. It is going towards Mathura. Krishna became invisible. Similarly, Krishna left one so-called body, Virat Rupa, and Krishna became invisible in this material world. So thus, Krishna and his devotees, we don't call their birth and death. We call appearance and disappearance. This is the science of Krishna. So some of you are new and it may be difficult for you to understand and it will be difficult because if you understand these things nicely, 
then we will not take birth again in this world. So what is the proof, Prabhu? It is very nice uh, to hear all these things, but how do we put faith in all these things? So Krishna gives here the proof in the next verse. Very important. Vitaraga bhayakrodha manmaya mamupashritaha bhavogyana tapasa puta madbhava magataha. So this is one of the strongest proofs of Krishna's transcendental nature of Krishna consciousness. Being freed from attachment, fear and anger, being fully absorbed in me and taking refuge in me, many, many persons in the past became purified by knowledge of me and thus they all attained transcendental love for me. So people tell you are psyching up yourself. It is a brainwash, a kind of specific training to the brain. You think that Krishna is God and I have come in contact with God. And thus you start hallucinating. I am getting help in life. Everything is happening good in my life. My anger is going down. My lust is going down. I am very happy. I am very, very satisfied. Simply it is hallucination that uh, this Krishna is God and this is happening to me. It is your brain which is playing games with you. So this is the proof. Vitaraga bhaya krodha. Many, many people in the past have attained this position, developed love for Krishna. We all love some living entity here. We all love our parents. We all love our children. We love our cousins, our neighbors, our friends, animals. We have tremendous love for many or at least few living entities here. But that love, has that love brought us freedom from attachment, freedom from fear, freedom from anger, freedom from, has that love brought us that, those things? No. I am attached to many, many things. I am attached to those people. I am attached to satisfying my senses also. I love my family members, but I love to drink also. I love intoxication also. I am addicted to watching some videos also. I am addicted to, I am addicted to eating also. I am addicted to so many other things also. So this attachment, I am not free from the material attachments. Fear, I am not free from the fear. I am scared of so many things. I am scared of death. I am not free of anger. But anybody who develops love for Krishna, he gets freedom from all attachments. He's so much satisfied. Nothing else can disturb the attention of a person. That person becomes completely fearless. That is why the saints would live in the jungle alone, in the middle of night, dead of night. Just imagine any animal can be there. Haridas Thakur, he was sleeping with the python in the same cave. Can you sleep with a snake next to you? It is not a pet snake, wild snake, python. It can swallow you in the dead of night. But Haridas Thakur was sleeping, chanting very nicely with a python in the same cave. Some other devotee, Vakreshwar Pandit, I think, no, Murari Chaitanya Das. He was uh, giving slap to the tigers in the jungle. He was so much absorbed in ecstasy of chanting Hare Krishna. Three days he would live within the water. He appeared 500 years ago around Lord Chaitanya's time. And three days he would be within the water absorbed in thoughts of Krishna. And nothing will happen to him. He will survive, come out of water after three days. And being absorbed in thought of Krishna, real personalities I am telling, he would again start dancing. And in dancing and dancing in the jungle, some tiger would come nearby. He would give a slap to the tiger. And tiger also would not do anything. Under the influence of Krishna, he's sitting in the heart of tiger also. 
the tiger also was subjugated by his devotion so like this many many extraordinary uh, events devotees are completely free from fear completely free from all attachment very very peaceful free from all anger so all these things are possible when a person develops love for krishna it is not possible how much ever you love any living entity you cannot reduce your attachment to the material objects means you are not satisfied in love of that person you want this thing also that thing also even that person you cannot love for a long time very soon you realize the person is changed or not very good or some kind of fight will happen even in the closest relationships so thus we can understand krishna's nature is very very different krishna is completely spiritual and transcendental had krishna been a material mortal ordinary person then uh, all of us are loving ordinary mortals nothing helps nothing happens by loving and understanding about ordinary people people have written great biographies deeply analyze the life of many many leaders but one who understands the science of krishna who has gyan of krishna and mad bhavam agata who attain love of krishna this unique thing happens to him all the material desires are completely vanquished fear is vanquished and anger is vanquished and extraordinary things chatane mahaprabhu fell down the stone melted by his touch and that molten stone is still there in the temple when we take you for trip you can see that in odisha close to jagannathpuri it is there many great devotees lord chatanya rasikanand prabhu mirabai they entered the deities entered the temple and never came out where are their bodies their bodies were never found so these extraordinary events happen when a person is in love with krishna so many things we cannot see directly but we can see by the effect so that we can very clearly see that krishna's body krishna's existence is of totally different nature because when a person develops love for krishna all these symptoms they arise this is a proof of krishna consciousness very solid proof so thus we are so fortunate we understand we have got a glimpse of the transcendental nature of krishna so it is my humble request to you please try to understand this one subject matter we are very fond of doing research understanding science understand science but spend less time understanding the creation understand the creator understanding the creator developing love for him will make our life successful in this life we'll be free from attachment fear and anger and post this life there's no more birth person attains his eternal position so this is the code of immortality understanding the science of birth and activities of krishna and developing love for krishna with this we will end today's session and uh, some people are new today so some announcements are there uh, we have uh, got very nice thing for all of you so as i told our spiritual advancement as krishna mentions here will depend upon how nicely we take shelter of spiritual master so all of us should try to hear the voice of shila prabhupada so to facilitate shila prabhupada's voice we have got all his audios all the lectures of prabhupada have been very nicely uploaded on the sound cloud those could be lectures on bhagavad gita on many many shlokas of bhagavad gita what i am discussing